This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome back to the show once again. I'm Charlie McDermott, the co-host here with Robert. Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. How are you? I'm doing terrific. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm watching that grandfather clock. You know, that that pendulum was all the way off to the one side, right? This market, you know, you, you think about putting your house up for sale and like, you know, two seconds later it was sold, right? Correct. And now it sounds like, and I want to, I want to get your input on this, that that pendulum is going the complete opposite direction as it does. It's kind of like gravity. And, and now there's uh, you know, that market is not what it was just a few weeks, maybe a few months ago and maybe to the other extreme. So what's happening out there? Well, it looks like because of the current situation with the economy and the, the feeling that, you know, inflation is starting to rise I know that the stock market actually went down about over 800 points yesterday um, with the threat of kind of curtailing inflation. The the Fed is supposed to raise the interest rates another three quarters of a point. And I think people are now starting to put the the brakes on things. They're kind of evaluating everything. I also think that the pandemic, I wouldn't say it's coming to an end, but I think that a lot of now the states are are not – with masks anymore. They allow, uh, you know, you to wander around to go to dinner without masks. And I think that, you know, what happened was people felt so bottled up, you know, five or six months ago, and the interest rates were really low still, they were in the threes. And I think that's why there was such a buying frenzy, because it was like, oh, we got to get down to Florida, we got to get down to Florida, because, you know, they're all open, they've been open, we need to experience that we need to, you know, I'm tired of being going to dinner with masks and I'm tired of living my life like this. And so I think there was a frenzy. And, you know, I, I was saying to you the other day, too, that you know there was about 825 units only about three to four months ago in Collier that were available for sale. And now we're up to 2000, 2015, wow. to be exact. Yeah. So, you know, the tides are changing. We are seeing prices lowered. But it's not going to be the debacle of the Great Recession. I want to ensure everyone it's not going to be that way because everybody who can afford to buy a house can afford to buy a house, and even at a mortgage person. I mean, the, the scrutiny of the underwriting process has even become more microscopic. And I do get complaints a lot of times from people who uh, get a mortgage that, oh, my gosh, I feel like it's an invasion of privacy. Now they want this. Now they want that. Now, you know, and also during the debacle, appraisers were affiliated with a bank and so the the bank would the, the appraiser would go out for the bank and you know unfortunately there was a, probably some corruption yeah. there going on and coercion and then they would say you know make it work make the appraisal work well now the banks don't have that luxury when a bank requests an appraisal that appraiser is pulled out of a pool of appraisers they have no relationship with so, I mean, rest assured, we're not going to have the debacle of, of the Great Recession, but things will be coming down in price, but not drastically. I'm seeing more like a 5% maybe down in price, maybe, you know, and depending on where it's located, it could even be 6 or 7 more percent. But it's not going to be like things that were selling for 500 now 1,000 are going to go down to 250. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, Florida is still a place where people want to live and, and, and live in. So that's the good news. Now, the, the good news, too, is that, you know, for those people that do have a house that's for sale or want to put up a house for sale, I mean, they really, really have to hone in. And now they have to realize that their house isn't going to sell in like three days or four days or five days. It could take 
30 days, you know, now, or, or maybe less, but maybe a little bit more. So what they have to make sure they're doing is they're finding if, if they're going with a realtor, finding, making sure that their, their home is in their property is in the best of light. So things like making sure that when, when putting your listing up for sale, making sure that you have great pictures, great video, uh, videography, making sure the description is really what they want and, and it describes the home. And a lot of realtors make a mistake because what they do is they listen and they say, I've got this, this, this upgrade, that upgrade, that upgrade. And what they do is they put that information in, but it doesn't really speak about the house. Like you want it to be somewhere where you could relax and enjoy and sit on your lanai and look at the beautiful pool or look at the beautiful lake. And, you know, those are the things that they have to look at too. Also, they have to make sure that their house is really listing ready. So, I mean, once again, just try to, to get rid of as much stuff as they can. Make sure they don't put personal pictures out. Take those down. Make sure that, um, and the other thing that people tend to do is, so what they do is they declutter, they put everything in boxes, and guess where it ends up? The garage. So <laughs> then you walk into a house, and you're like, oh, this is nice. And you go to the garage, and there's like piles and piles of boxes everywhere. So you can't even walk in the garage. Oh. Now, to me, that is not the best of light either, you know, because, you know, people want to see what the, the garage looks like. They want to look at the flooring. They want to, you know, can both cars fit, you know, and when you have all of this in the garage, it doesn't work. So, I mean, I know it's hard for people and I know it's more expensive, but I would suggest that they put that stuff in storage as a short term remedy, you mm -hmm. know, you know, once they uh, declutter um, and if they don't have the time to declutter, and to get their house prepared, there's a lot of people that, you know, if they want to pay, they can do it. They can go ahead and hire a stager. They can mm -hmm. hire a professional organizer. I mean, those those people do a great job and they can really help them do that. You know, and if they want to do the declutter on their own as well, the 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 owners, what they can do is do three piles, go through every closet. You know, make sure you can walk into a closet. If it's a walk-in closet, they should be able to walk into yeah. it. A lot of times you open up a closet and everything falls on top of you. That happened to me actually recently. <laughs> oh my I couldn't believe it. I opened a closet and all of a sudden things started falling down. Oh. So I called the realtor after and I said, I really think they need to move some stuff out of that closet. But um, so, the, the, you know, so when you want to declutter, you want to put a donation pile, a throw out pile and a keep pile, you know, and really you've really got to search your soul and say, hey, I can really, I feel comfortable to throw this out. And I know there's a lot of sentimental value to a lot of different things, but that's why we have scanners. You know, you could scan the pictures in, you can, a lot of people have tons of videotapes. I mean, nobody uses a VHS anymore. So you can certainly find a service to put those video, uh, your memories onto CD or in a cloud. So you don't even have any physical uh, presence of anything. So there's a lot that people can do. So you want to make sure that you have great pictures, great videography, good description, making sure that everything is decluttered. And, I, and the last thing that I want to talk about, it's very important for people to exit when a showing occurs, you know, and that's another thing. I, I my over experience, I have some owners that want to be there at every showing and I, I really discourage that. But there are some that that insist. And obviously I have to comply with my my owner. And what happens is if you look at the days on market for those compared to the days on market where owners simply walk away and leave while the showing takes place is longer. It just is. People want to go into a house. They want to feel like they're part of that house. 
they want to envision themselves living in it. And if the owner is walking around with them, sitting there in a chair or walking around, it doesn't give those people that ability. So but those are some of my pointers, Charlie. I love it. I love it. It's great, great pointers. And, uh, you know, just, just overall, I mean, you and I have been around the block a few times and, uh, uh, we've seen markets go up and down, whether it's financial markets or inflation or not inflation, certainly real estate. And, uh, you know, it's uh, as unrealistic as it has been for the past however long, months and months and months on the upside. Uh, the downside, I mean, it's like there's got to be an adjustment somewhere. But to your point, it's uh, it's Florida. Um, and uh, this is a great place to be. And, and for those... Uh, who are looking, uh, I still think, I mean, it, it's, it's funny. I, I recently, I went back to before the bubble burst in I don't know, 2008, just looked at my home and see what the value was. And, and it, we're still right about to where the homes were valued. What was that? 10, 15, right. um, 15 years ago. You know? So it's, uh, uh, so what's a, a 5%, you know, step back or whatever it turns out to be because, uh, my Lord, you know, the reason why we came down here and, and most everyone does is lifestyle. You know, I gladly pay an, an upcharge to uh, get outside in the wintertime and live, you know. And uh, uh, besides all the COVID chaos that happened over the past couple right. of years up north, yeah. I mean, so. we're just such a, we're such a, we have beautiful sunshine. We see sunshine probably 98% of the time. You know, I found out I'm from Cleveland, Charlie, and I found out that there's only 42 days of sunshine in Cleveland, Ohio, a year. So, but but growing up in the environment, I never knew that. But but it's so beautiful <laughs> here. We've got the water, we've got the beaches, and we have the Florida lifestyle, and and uh, it's unmatched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. You know, it's definitely flipped down here, and in, in that. You get that occasional cloudy or rainy day. It's like, oh, this is so cool. This is so nice. <laughs> I actually look forward to it. Oh, my goodness. 42 days. So that, yeah. that almost sounds worse than like, uh, uh, what is it, Portland or, or Seattle? Probably, yeah. It's well, because like, yeah. we have the lake effect in Cleveland. We have Lake Erie, and that's what causes the cloudiness. So yeah. it's just an effect from the lake. And that is also bad for us because during the winter, we tend to get a lot more snow, not as much as Buffalo, New York, but we get a lot more snow just because of that lake effect as well. So yeah. just living by the water. Yeah. Well, hey, Robert, really appreciate you sharing your knowledge, your experience, and uh, look forward to catching up. Uh, man, it's like every episode, uh, there's something brand new with the market. So uh, I'm excited for the next episode. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have a great one. You too. Take care. All my best. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.